1: This is the Rich Eisen Show. Headline. To start this. Opinion. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Bless him. Whatever whatever makes, Jim, whatever makes you happy. Uh, that's that's where I'm landing on that. The Rich Eisen Show.
0: You can't deny that wherever he goes, he wins. And then he kind of has a weird
1: exit. You know who had that? Ourselves. Earlier on the show, NFL Network Analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Chiefs Receiver, Rashi Rice. Coming up, NFL Network Analyst, Gerald McCoy. Plus, your phone calls and
0: more. And now it's Rich Eisen.
2: Hour
1: number three of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. 844-204-RICH number to dial. There's a ton of people on hold. If you're on hold, stay there because two things. One, we're going to take your call in the middle of this hour um, as well as give Chris Brockman the stage for his glass half-empty version of Power Rankings. You've got Powerless Rankings coming up? Powerless Rankings, guys. The top ten dumbest games of the year. Ah! Okay, (laughs) stay tuned for that glass of half empty. Um, You'll enjoy it. Okay, great. We'll do that later on Um, and more of your phone calls. Plus, you get to sit here and listen to a delightful conversation with one of my NFL game day morning compadres back here on the Rich Eisen show, getting set to hang out with you for six friggin' hours on Sunday, getting you set for kickoff of the AFC championship game between Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and the Chiefs and the Ravens a long-time Pro Bowler in the league and now a friend of ours on NFL Network, Gerald McCoy. Good to see you, Gerald. How are you? Hey, Rich. How you doing? Well, I thought of you yesterday. You were one of the first people I thought of um, for various uh, uh-huh. aspects, and I didn't even know the uh, finalists for Defensive Player of the Year were going to come out. And I'll ask you your two cents on that. Yes. But as soon as Jim Harbaugh was named head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers, I got a text from my Rich Eisen show compadre. Chris Brockman. Uh, right. Chris, what did you say about Justin Herbert now that Harbaugh is going to be his head coach? What did you say? MVP incoming. Okay. So then I thought of you because you, last you were on this show, did not include Justin Herbert as an elite <laughs> quarterback in this league. And I'm like, let me get Gerald on to see uh, if he feels <laughs> the new coach there can actually <laughs> change his mind. And that's how I send things over to you, Gerald McCoy. Re-
2: Rich, yes, sir. Yes, sir. on our uh, NFL game day morning show, yes, I, I made a uh, vow to not speak on Justin Herbert. <laughs> I heard <laughs> that you Too bad. are going to. This is not NFL game me... day morning.
1: This is not NFL game day morning.
2: Okay, okay.
1: Please.
2: I have nothing bad to say about him, and I do believe. I don't know about MVP, but I do believe this is a positive for him. I do. Okay. I think he's going to learn to manage the game better. Um, I believe that some of the bad throws he makes, he's going to make better decisions because he has elite talent. But I think it's some of his decision-making in key moments and uh, the lack of some of the things he's done but he has the ability and talent to be elite and i think this is a great hire for him. Okay, so what
1: do you think Harbaugh can do? What have you seen uh what a coach can do to connect to a quarterback that makes you think this is the fit that can maybe unlock Herbert?
2: Well, Joe? a lot of a, a lot of uh, a lot of people don't understand that when you the connection coaching is a big part of a lot of players and i think a big part of uh Herbert's issues was coaching. And we've seen what Harbaugh has done in college. We've seen what he did with Kaepernick when he was with Kaepernick and after he left Kaepernick. So uh, coaching is huge, and I believe that he's going to unlock some things in Justin Herbert that we haven't seen. We see the talent, but it's just the the minor details to put him over the top that's going to catapult him into the elite category. And what, what
1: do coaches who come in with a track record like Harbaugh – Uh, What do you think is happening in the Chargers locker room right now when they hear this news that he's coming?
2: Oh, they know he's got a a great track record of uh, being a winning coach. Now, I know some of the guys I talked to um, when he was in San Fran, uh, people didn't understand why he got fired or let go. It was, uh, you know, some coaches come from college, come to the NFL, and forget that you can't coach college guys the way you coach NFL guys. College kids are kids, and you can coach them differently than these grown men with wives and kids at home. And um, he was a little over the top in San Fran. Now, they were winning, but winning masks a lot. So when you're winning, um, you kind of look past all the similar to Bill Belichick. We've heard the stories. Tom kept everything afloat. Like a lot of the players said, man, he's just, you know, he's a little aggressive. He's kind of a tyrant, but they were winning. So it's like, you don't care. That's how it was in San Fran. But once they started, you know, losing a little bit, guys kind of got fed up. So I think with him coming in, having been in the NFL, went back to college, and came back, I honestly believe he's going to learn from what he did the first time. Mm. And all the positives that he had in San Fran are going to show in uh, LA. And I think it's a great hire. And L.A., everybody need to look out because I think it's going to be really good.
1: Gerald McCoy here on the Rich Eisen Show. And on the flip side, the mm-hmm. Michigan program appears to be uh, headed to be uh, heading, is what it says, uh, towards Sharon Moore being yes. the head coach. Now, another reason why I wanted to have you on is to talk mm-hmm. about him because Sharon Moore is a college teammate of yours, correct, Gerald?
2: Yeah, I don't know what school we went to, but uh, <laughs> it's nice. you
1: got thirsty there, huh? Is that what is that soup? We got some soup there. a little.
2: I've been a chili? little under the weather. Okay, I've been a little under the weather, so just a little tea. Okay, very good.
1: I like. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. So, tea. It says an O and a U on that mug. What are you talking yeah. about? Okay. Yeah.
2: So we, um, yeah, we played together. He's an offensive lineman at OU, and um, when he was there. He was one of the smartest players on the team. Extremely hard worker. So when he went into coaching, I said he's going to be one of the best coaches because I seen how he used to be at practice. He used to be telling all the starters, like, do this, this, and this, 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 and this. He was one of the smartest guys on the team. So to see his elevation and his passion, the passion you seen, mm-hmm. when he was crying after they won, a lot of people, some people gave him a hard time uh other people seeing his passion. The people who know him know that's just him. He he's very passionate about what he does. He loves he loves his teammates. He loved that's how he treated us. He loved his teammates. So I know he loves his players. And he loves Michigan. I talk to him all the time. He loves that place. So if he does get hired as the head coach, they're getting the right guy because he's going to give that place everything he has. And um, you know, I ran into him. When I was at the Bucks game, he was actually in Tampa. Mm-hmm. He was already back recruiting, so he didn't waste no time. He's already back on the road trying to make the program better already. So, I believe he's the right hire, and I'm excited to see it. I'm hoping that he gets the job. I think he's the right guy. So, we'll see. I would be stunned if
1: he doesn't get it. I mean, yeah. cuz again, Gerald, what 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 tougher position can a coach be put in than not knowing if he's going to be the head coach? Before the biggest road game of a season, that is in jeopardy of falling apart. Absolutely. And and that the fact that he had no idea when he got on the plane yeah, that's what to he Penn said. State, and that and that it seemed like when they got off the plane he might be the coach, and then you wake up on game day and you still think you might be the head coach. You don't mm-hmm. know. I mean. Who, and and then and then you know you're going to be coaching against Ohio State, right? And for them to win those games, and you hear the players basically say he should be the guy. Uh, I mean, he should be the guy. Uh, it's the guy he, I want. That's the guy I be, want.
2: He should be the guy, and if that's what everybody's calling for, I understand that You know, the AD and they have to make the right decision. But it's similar to when uh, Lincoln Riley left OU. Everybody was saying, get Brent Venables. Get Brent Venables. The players, the former players, the former coaches, the fans. If everybody's calling for this guy, it's just like, it's the right hire. So I don't see why, you know, you would go out and he's in-house. He knows everything about the program. He knows all these kids. He's involved with the recruiting. You don't have to teach any new scheme and all this. It's just, it's the perfect hire.
1: And But hes he was a guy that when you were playing, saying that, this he's got those chops, right? And then I'm just one, wondering if he's got the chops to for program building.
2: Absolutely. post Jim Harbaugh. You know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's Great. what that's what he was about, man. If you look at what he was doing with that offensive line at first, look at his elevation. He had the how he was making the offensive line go, and they were so cohesive. And then he just kept going up in rank. And it's like he's showing you at any level he can be successful. So.
1: Gerald McCoy here on The Rich Eisen Show. Uh, and before we get to Championship Sunday, a couple other items I want to uh hit with you. Dave yes, Canales just left your bucks to go be the HC in Carolina. What's your yes. what's your two cents on that?
2: Uh, you know, I, I think he he came to Tampa and uh when when he came, nobody knew what was gonna happen. Freak, we we got a guy that people were saying his career might be over. This is his last chance. And you know, uh Baker came in and he said I've been injured, but I'm healthy now and I'm gonna show everybody what I can do. And he's a finalist for all, uh comeback player of the year. Now, I don't know who's who's gonna win it. I don't know who everybody's voting for, but I know who my vote is ah. for comeback player of the year. All right.
1: All um, right, you got props. I know we're
2: talking about- you got yeah. props today. Is awesome. What is this? What is this? <laughs> Oh, I, just like show, I just wanted to show I just want to show Baker some love. That's it. But no, no, I think he came into a situation that was unknown and he made the best of it. He turned that offense around. They got stagnant sometimes throughout the year, but he made the best of it. And uh I think it's the right hire. He earned it. And I'm excited to see what happens. Not versus the Bucks, but you know, I think I think that's a great hire. So you think you
1: saw a a guy who could be in H C right away? When you were, I mean, if that
2: if that's how they if that's how they feel, I would have, you know, probably given it another year to see what can happen. But with the situation he was put into, the unknown, you know, with Baker playing as great as he did, like I said, coaching is a big part of that. So we don't know how Baker would have played without Canales. So I think the connection, them seeing what Baker did, because you have to go off what he did this year and what he did prior to this, and if you go off what Baker did prior to this. And then compare it to this year. You would connect it to who his offensive coordinator was. So,
1: okay, Gerald. So let's get to uh, conference championship weekend, and let's start with the elite quarterbacks playing in the NFC Championship game.
2: Huh? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) but
1: no, no. I think you can hear me. (laughs) I think you can hear Uh, me. All right. All right. Right. Yeah, come on yeah. now, come on now! hey, they're You're in right. the NFC Championship game, Gerald. Yeah, Brian Johnson
2: the... went to the NFC Championship too. Oh,
1: come ball. on now! Jared Goff has been playing his head off. I mean, that throw—he's. What are you looking at me like that for? I'm not, No, I'm just
2: uh, well, I, come on. Listen. Hey, listen, I've been a little under the weather this week, oh, and I don't listen. No. I don't know, Rich. I don't know if you played. Fighting games growing up, or you play Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, your health bar goes down as you get beat up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> my health bar is not high enough to handle the onslaught of these fans, so I'm just yeah, no, no, no com- fifth.
1: Please, you've got you've got the health bar to have this conversation. Oh
2: my god! So, are you
1: genuinely concerned about Brock Purdy's play coming off of Saturday night? For real? I mean, th- even though we is did D-Bow see him playing, it's uh, that's what I've been saying.
2: Listen, there's a real connection. Yes. There's a real connection between Brock Purdy's success and Debo Samuel playing. His struggles have always been with Debo not on the field. Now, a lot of people say, oh, well, he did this and this during the game when Debo wasn't in there. Yeah, but it came down to that drive, which, whatever, that's a different story. But without Debo in the lineup, I get a little nervous. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: But you can't just whatever away the the end of the game, right? I mean, that's when no, no, things no, That's, that, that's no, when win. things no, go no, go down, right? Great,
2: that was a that was a great drive, and he handled his business. And I'm not worried about Brock Purdy. Let me make that clear. I'm not okay. worried about Brock Purdy, but I'm worried about Debo not playing because. There's just a connection there with him not playing in the the offense, you know, what he brings to that offense. It just gets a little stagnant every now and then.
1: Okay. So that's a headline. Well, I'm that...
2: not i wor- I'm not worried about Brock Purdy. No, I'm not worried about him. It was
1: no. Since when? Since when? Uh, this is... I've
2: never been worried about Brock Purdy. All I said is the term elite. There's one word, elite. Uh-huh. That is my only thing. Okay. I never I said he was good. He's doing everything necessary but we make such a big deal about this word elite. I don't care about the word elite. Is he getting it done? Yes, he is. And that's all that matters. All right. And the San Francisco 49ers are still my pick to win the Super Bowl. So I don't care how the fans feel because I'm still – the fans miss all of it. They'll say, oh, Gerald's a hater. He don't like Brock Purdy. But they'll completely overlook the fact that I still, from beginning of the season until now, have not changed – me picking the 49ers to win it all. So who cares how I feel about an individual player if I'm picking your team to win? Understood. I'm just saying.
1: That makes sense. That makes complete sense. Everybody's
2: making a big deal about one player, but I'm picking your team to win it. Who cares?
1: <laughs> so then you said, you, give me give me the uh, the Detroit Lions side of this thing. Because Goff, Goff has made yeah. some nice throws. Hey, Come on now. Yeah. That last hey, one. The, so, Whoever, with the game on the line, he's made some nice throws too.
2: Whoever's thinking that this is a gimme you got another thing coming because one thing that team is going to do is they're going to fight. They don't blink and bite kneecaps and all that. Whatever <laughs> metaphor you want to use, that team is a fighting team and they are not coming into play. So anybody who's thinking that they're going to run them out the building, you got another thing coming. This game is going to be close. It's going to be a, a one-score game. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, man, this is this is going to be really good. It's going to come down to – Honestly, it's going to come down to who makes the last mistake. That's mm. what it's going to come down to. And you think. I, now, I will say yeah. that secondary is still questionable for the Lions. It's very questionable. They're going to have to put some pressure on Brock Purdy. That they're going to have to. If they don't, he's going to light them up.
1: So you say if my Michigan man doesn't get home, then uh, then that'll be, that'll be a wrap. On the line yeah. of season. They're going to have
2: to. Yeah, because okay. they're going to gonna double team him. He's going to get chipped and stuff. And he he plays hard, but he can't do it by himself.
1: Okay. And the AFC championship game. Now, those are elite quarterbacks, right? We
2: yes, absolutely. That? All right. I we'll just want to yes. make sure. Okay. Very good. <laughs> yes. just want to make sure. <laughs> yes, I yes. want to make sure. Both elite quarterbacks. Where are you yes. leaning on this one? I'm going Baltimore still. Baltimore and. Um, Why is that? they just more complete team. I just feel like they have the more complete team, and uh, I understand what we just seen versus Buffalo. You just took – and you took the Chiefs too, didn't you? You took the Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs, yeah. I know. Yeah, I picked the Chiefs because Buffalo's secondary and defense was just so beat up. Uh, Mahomes and them were good enough to get through that defense. This is a completely different team. Yeah. They have a complete defense, not injuries, Arguably the best linebacker in football. He's top two, top three linebacker in football. Uh, They got the young boy at D tackle, Matabike. Clowney is having a bounce back year. They just, the defenses and Lamar, he just makes the right plays. If you look at Lamar's numbers, he's not top 10 in nothing. He's not, you go look at, but if you look at the plays he's making, he's making the right plays and he makes them at the right time. So that just, it's just more complete team. And I, I was asked this question on our show. Mm-hmm. Do I believe this defense can take them to the Super Bowl? I said they're good enough to get to the AFC Championship, which they're in. Not good enough to get them to the Super Bowl. And I stand on that, and that's how I feel.
1: So you got the Ravens and the Niners in the Super Bowl. Yes, you see sir. Them in Vegas. All right. Yes, sir. All right. Before I let you go, I've got a I can't I can't have you show up here without ranking. Um All right. so defensive player of the year, there's five finalists. Uh I know who you've mentioned on game day morning, who you would give the award to. So I'll have you repeat it here, but I, it is ranked, um, voting this, this time around. So if you rank them and you, there's a possibility that somebody, even if you pick them second place enough, people choose that individual first, they're going to win it. So it's not just, yeah, it's not just one, one, one guy gets all the votes. Like they, they, they do it sort of like, uh, the way baseball does it. Right. Chris, doesn't baseball T.J. do it like that way? Oh, right? right, okay. You're voting one through five now. One through five now. That's right. So the five finalists, mm-hmm. T.J. Watt, yes. Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett, Max Crosby, and yes. Mr. Pick Six on Dallas, Deron Bland, Yes. Is are, are the five finalists. First question mm-hmm. first, did they get all five right? Is there somebody missing that you think should be in the five finalists?
2: Josh Allen.
1: Josh Allen of the of the Jaguars, who you chose yes. to win it, right? Yes. So you'd take Daron Bland out and put Josh Allen in?
2: Yes.
1: Okay. It's yeah. Gerald McCoy right there. That said, um, who would you choose here as number one out of these five since the guy that you thought should win it wasn't even named a finalist, which I'm sure um, pisses him off somewhere in yeah. Duval County. Yeah, so. I'm
2: sure he should be. Um, I have to put Daron Bland at five. Because when I'm talking about defensive player of the year, you got to think about the impact of that player and what the impact they have on their not just defense but their team. Mm-hmm. So he goes last to me because okay. I feel like uh, Micah is more of an impact than he is. Mm-hmm. Micah's at four for me. Okay. Um,
1: now you got Crosby, now, Garrett, and Watt. This is where it gets tough. Sure, I just what it, this is exactly what I was struggling this with. This is
2: where this is where it sucks because Miles Garrett. His impact on a team is insane. And if you look at when he was dominating, this defense was unquestionably the number one defense in the league. His struggles on that span is when the defense started to go down a little bit. Yes. So his direct correlation to how he plays and how that defense goes puts him in the running for defensive player of the year. But he did have a drop-off.
1: Okay. So he's three?
2: So I have to put him three.
1: And then T.J. Watt, I mean, the team is 1-11, and but he's in to play. TJ, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk TJ, about effect?
2: Yes, T.J. and Max. Max single-handedly kept his defense afloat for half a season. And Max, if he didn't play, that team don't win four or five more of those games if he's not even on the field.
1: Antonio Pierce might not even be the coach.
2: Exactly. So, uh, because... Mm -hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers literally don't win games without TJ playing. Yeah. I have to put him at one. Okay. And Max it two.
1: So you give TJ Watt the trophy again.
2: Yes, but I really want to go Max. I really want to go Max. So what are
1: you going to do? You got to do something here.
2: I'm going to go Max. Okay. I'm going to go Max.
1: You gave TJ his flowers, but you left him at the altar at the very end.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go, man. But TJ, man, like you can't go wrong. TJ, like, he just, he just so dominant. I know. It's just, but Max, I'll give this to Max. He went both sides. Okay. He played here, he played there. He went inside. He did this. He did that. But TJ's impact on the team. They literally don't win if he's not playing. (laughs) It's like if he don't play, they don't win. So it's like, how do you take that from somebody? All right. You know, that, that one was tough. Miles was was the guy, but that' When you want to win a finalist award, if you have a drop off, that matters, you know. In regards to why it happened, he just, you know, he had that drop off, so he had that that dry spell, those weeks where he just wasn't getting hold. you know.
1: Thanks for the time. Great to see you, Gerald. Uh, more yes, tea, more tea, lozenges, whatever. You got to get on that plane. Got to be healthy. You got six hours. It's a marathon. We're not sprinting on Sunday. Okay. There you go. There you go. And an O, an O, U, mug. Yes. Good to see you. See you soon. All right. Thank you, sir. Good times So Gerald McCoy right here on the Rich Eisen Show. See him <laughs> along with a cast of thousands on uh, nice. NFL game Day nice. morning on Sunday, all six hours.
2: It's kind of strange, Rich. You would think a Sooner would have the same kind of feeling towards Texas that a Buckeye would have the Michigan. Like, I can't believe he would put T in his OU cup. Yeah, it's okay. Oh. You know, I can't believe they have anything. Well, maybe
1: it was – was it – horns down in the cup? It would have to be. Right. Let's take a break here on the, is he still, he's laughing? <laughs> he he, he like that line? Okay. He'd like that. Okay, he that. You like that? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> well done. Well done. We'll take a break. We're back in a sec. Hey folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for JD Power 2023 award information. Visit jdpower.com/awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts people, or as you might know from their jingle, o o o O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. The first quarterback of my Michigan fandom, Gene. the coach of my team, the man who gave me the honor of representing the team as an honorary captain, and a man who would tell me to attack each day with an enthusiasm unknown to the uh, to man, the common man. Yes, sir. Who's got it better than me? Nobody. Jim Harbaugh's on the Rich Eisen Show, aren't you? You there, Jim?
2: I'm here, Rich. Oh, Happy fantastic. birthday. Monday.
1: <laughs> 50th. Big five-zero. 5-0. Wow. Awesome. Big I was supposed to be. I was supposed to be at your surprise party yeah. last Saturday night. I heard that story, but uh, you, you got uh, caught up with uh, being a family man, which is yeah, out. yeah. I got uh, my daughter's graduation party was that Saturday night. Her graduation was Thursday. It's all good. The party was Saturday. So, are, are you going to have more honorary captains? Are you still doing that? Yeah, fall? we're still doing that. We're going to honor the '69 team. Okay. So that means Deardorf comes back? Dierdorf. Uh, well, he's be already back. there. He'll be in the radio booth, so okay.
2: Yeah, Ty Law. Ty Law is going into the Hall of Fame.
1: Oh, yes. If you need me to let them know how high the bar is set in terms of speechifying, just give them my number. I'll tell them that the, how high the bar is set. Jim, you know. I I mean that's I, I will tell them that. I will let them know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let them know. That's what we do. That's how we do it. You know. Listen, you're gonna be honorary caps. You got to talk to the team. Yes. You got to
2: watch this. You got to watch this clip from Rich Eisen. That's I mean, it. This is, this is how
1: it's done. This is how you do it. Hey Jim, thanks for calling in. Really means a lot. You are uh, you're you're one of my all-time favorites for many many reasons. So thanks for taking the time here in June. Well, enjoy your enjoy your uh, your continued. 50th? It it's a, okay. doesn't sound like it's just one day. It sounds like yes. it's a uh, Eisenpalooza. <laughs> yes. you know, it goes on for weeks. So that's where we got the drop, huh? I was just going to say that's that that where the I drop came from. Back on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Great chat with Gerald McCoy. I forgot he had said weeks ago on game day morning, the defensive player of the year was Josh Allen of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Who had a great season. And I thought at the time, you know what? That's not a bad choice. And he, when we chatted with Josh Allen in London, prior to taking on the Buffalo's Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills Josh Allen, a kind of, you know, like got a little bit bristling about how he's the other Josh Allen. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and he also talked about, you know, his desire to be great and how years ago he had learned that he needs to start studying other people's film to get their moves and to start incorporating other people's moves into his repertoire. And that took a little bit for him to, to do that and how he also... Uh, brought his own hyperbaric chamber, and how he has one at home where he starts off in the hyperbaric chamber at night, and then gets into—I
0: think the other way around. Better the
1: uh, right, the other way around, where he starts off sleeping with. Uh, yeah, and then he gets up in the, the missus and the then gets up in the middle yeah. of the oh, night. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep.
1: And then gets into his hyperbaric chamber and sleeps the rest of the night, and you know. That's when I was like looking at Kurt, and I'm like, where's your hyperbaric chamber, man? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be pissed that he didn't even make the final five. Second the in the league in sacks, 17 and a half this year for Josh Allen. I mean, he is going to be a house of fire next year. And certainly if I'm, I'm uh, Doug Peterson, I kind of stoked that a little bit. Because <laughs> he wants to be great, and he's worked his ass off to be great. And he's second in sacks and didn't even get named as a finalist because Deron Bland kept pick sixing. That's basically it. Wow. The latest example and I know I hear trust me I hear from Jaguar fans all the time and it's not my job when we go to commercial break during a draft, okay? But every single time like every draft now I tell the producers I'm like please don't put me in the position of throwing a break when the jaguar is about to be on the clock please take that pick live okay or please let's just not like say when we come back here comes the pick i just don't want to see it i don't want to i don't want it's i have nothing to do with it but what it does is it plays into the sense for jaguar fans that they're disrespected you don't you don't get the respect and i keep saying you know what make make a super bowl make an afc championship game and then they do it with blake bortles and it's just like well. Where is the respect? And they, they, they won a playoff game last year. Where is the respect? This one is this one's going to sting. And this one is, hey, you folks in Duval, you got a point on this one. Oh, it's two Cowboys make it. Two.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's it got to Deserve it. Uh, no, I, I, I get it.
1: I get it uh, I, I I'm not a bunch saying of people from White Lotus got you know nominated for people's well, I mean Ken got it, and mm-hmm. Barbie in yeah. the didn't and neither did the director <laughs> who created this brilliant movie out of uh a doll you yeah. right by the way, Ken make getting it and Barbie not and the director not is the plot of Barbie right? I don't know. I haven't,
2: you I haven't seen it. I, I seen it. know I seen America Ferrari got nominated. Yeah, America Ferrari got nominated.
1: Only yeah, made a billion seen. bucks. But yeah, anyway, I'm long sorry. story short is, I guess, is. The, am I saying that Josh Allen's the Barbie? <laughs> the Greta Gerwig of football? I, I mean, in, in this particular I say, instance. I,
0: I'm honestly shocked Micah Parsons made it.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to um, tread lightly when I agree with you. Didn't seem like he had... That's great of a year as well, I think he was some of the other guys. I think he in, was just, in terms
0: of compared to the pass rushers who did make
1: it. Uh, I think he was playing two on one a lot. Totally get it. Or one on two, one, one on one three. On yeah, he's playing. He's playing, and that was part of the, you know, beneath the surface of the of all the winning. I just got to wonder if constantly moving him around to different positions. Is Dropping him, him in that, coverage you know? is just nutty. Yeah, But hey, uh, it's crazy how one year you're a genius, you're the hottest coordinator, you're definitely going to get ahead of coaching job. Dan Quinn decides to come back giving up 48 points and it's just like, why would you hire him? Same guy. It's not like he forgot how to coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, let's take a quick call and get to your let's your power, it. your powerless rankings, if you will. Let's do it. Uh, Benny in Myrtle Beach, you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. Been hanging on for two and a half hours. Thanks for doing that, Benny. What's on your mind?
2: Uh, hey, first things first, go blue. Boy. Congratulations. And And uh, second of all, Brockman, love what you do for the
1: show, TJ. That's I love good. the Cowboys fan. There should be a Cowboys fan on every sports show. <laughs> and uh, Del Tufo, your laugh just makes me giggle. So thanks for that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Thank you, Benny. What's up, man? All right. <laughs> Checks in the mail. The Jackie, the joke man, martling of audio executives hey, appreciates it. Appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Um, so I'm calling because the,
2: the the big noise about the Niners not being able to handle the Lions if Debo isn't a part oh. of the equation. Um why hasn't anyone come up with the idea of throwing c m c into the debo role and then using your stable of running backs to
1: facilitate what you were going to do with Christian when the game again well it's because um whereas McCaffrey could be debo esque um and trust me i i I will never forget watching McCaffrey work out at the combine years ago and he was running the route tree. Better than all the when I say all the receivers, and I I don't recall who were the receivers in that draft class. He was better yeah. than all of them. He ran he ran routes in the conversion drills better than the wide receivers did, running their routes, and it it, it was so apparent. Um, but there's you know he might let's say he does fill the Debo role. No one's filling the McCaffrey role. With all due respect, I should have said all due respect to Elijah Mitchell before I said what I said, but I, I, honestly. And that's why. I mean, listen, and plus Debo is also, uh, well, what is he? got a few pounds on McCaffrey, that's for sure. A little bit. You know? So thanks for the call, Benny, and the uh, and the shout-outs to everybody. That was kind of like the Yankee Stadium bleachers giving, you know, the the infield the shout-out before getting to the first pitch, right? I mean, right? first-round receivers that year. Yeah. Uh, Corey Davis,
0: fifth overall. Mike Williams, seventh overall. John Ross,
1: ninth overall. You can keep going. He's usually the second rounders.
0: No, I know. Zay Jones, second rounder. That was Cooper Cup's draft.
1: Okay, yeah, there you go. Uh, Chris Godwin,
0: third round. Okay. I'm telling you. Christian McCaffrey has the third most receptions Cup, in the draft.
1: Cup did look good. I mean, I remember. I was thinking that was the Mayock years, and Mayock's like, Cooper's pretty good. Yeah, 2017. Um, but, um, but McCaffrey was just like, okay, he could work out with the receivers. That's good. You ready, Chris Brockman? Hey, let's do this. I'm going to hand the floor off to you, and what are you about to do here? These are my powers,
0: uh, powerless rankings. Hit my music. Let me oh. have your attention for a moment. And now, it's Brockman's powerless
2: Ranker. rankings.
0: This That's- is Shame. <laughs> great. great drops. all right here we go here we go here we go uh the the 10 most dumbfoundingest games of the year is okay? that a word i just made it up
1: very good <laughs>
0: <laughs> number 10 week 7 lions oh 38 no sorry ravens 38 lions 6 okay lions were 5 and 1 heading into this game we're wondering if they're for real they turned out not to be at that time the most Lopsided outcome, very surprising, kind of wild. Both teams are now playing
1: this weekend. Could be a, pre, a Super Bowl preview, Possible. and if, it was, Bowl if, preview. It, if they do play, that's we will be talking about that game for two weeks. Absolutely. And the Lions buried it um, 13 weeks ago, <laughs> so...
0: Yeah, we're wondering. Oh, same old Lions. Yep. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Number nine, week eight, Panthers fifteen, Texans thirteen. How the hell did that One happen? One of Carolina's <laughs> two wins. Also, who it came against and how the season ended up. C.J. Stroud ended up being probably rookie of the year. Won a playoff game. Uh, the Texans and you know now the Panthers are left with a new head coach. Dude, how, it did, was how did Bryce Young's first career happen? win
1: was over C.J. Stroud?
0: Unreal, unreal. Week eight. <laughs> Sorry, number eight, week That's 13, a lot of small numbers. Yeah. Week 13, Bengals 34, Jaguars 31 in overtime. Monday night, no Joe Burrow. The Jaguars win. They got a chance to be the one seed in the AFC. Jake Browning lit it up. Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, and Jacksonville's downslide mm-hmm. ensued May I just jump thereafter. in here?
1: In the first play of that game, Christian Kirk got hurt. Everything changed there. Yeah. And we're all looking at what, 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 what was different with Lawrence. Christian Kirk is his guy. His, it's his Debo Samuel. He's their yeah. number one receiver for so many reasons. Yeah, that was a, a that was a that was the beginning of the end for the Jaguars. They they could have won the one seed. They were in line yeah. to just have it that night. They win to the one seed, right? And then they and again, or they'd have to hold on Okay,
0: out of the playoffs, number seven. Let's go to week one. Jets 22. All right. Bills 16. All right. Rodgers hurt in the fourth snap. Josh Allen had three picks and a fumble in that game. There were two field goals in the final two minutes of this one. Taylor uh, Bass hit the upright, but still made it to force overtime. Yeah. And then the Jets returned the punt to win the game, Rich. Yeah. What a way to start the year. What a weird game.
1: Yeah, I'm still dumbfounded.
0: That's what I'm saying. Number six, week 18. Giants 27, Eagles 10. The penultimate nail in the Eagles 2023 coffin. And they were trying to win this game. Hertz got injured. A.J. Brown hurt his knee, sat out the playoff game. (sighs) Uh, Nobody thought uh, they were going to win the next week against the Bucs. Dumbfounding. Dumbfounding game. What a result. Number five, week 14, Titans 28, Dolphins 27. 32 points in the fourth quarter of this game. The Dolphins led by 14 with three minutes to go. You know the win probability stat that uh, ESPN does? That was part of a Monday night doubleheader. Dolphins had a 98.7% chance to winning the game. Yeah. Fumbles, bad clock management, play calling by the Dolphins. First look at maybe we thought Miami was in big trouble heading into the rest of the season. Dumbfounding. Number four, week 10, Broncos 24 Bills 22, Dude. Monday night game. Debra led 9-0 in this game and 21-15 with two minutes to go. Allen ran in the touchdown to put them up 20-21. Wilson, Russell Wilson led the Broncos all the way down the field. Game-winning field goal. Missed! But wait! 12 men. 12 men on the
1: field. Unreal.
0: Bills' fourth loss in six games, and we're wondering if they're going to make the playoffs or if Josh Allen
1: is elite. Well they fire I believe they fired uh Ken Dorsey After off of that, that game. game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wild, wild. All right, top three. Week sixteen, Rich, you know this one well. Week sixteen, Patriots twenty six, Broncos twenty-three. What else does it say about this stupid game? <laughs> Ruined my Christmas. Zappy's best game of his career. <laughs> The Pats were up 23 to 7 in the fourth. Russ took over in the final minutes. Chad Ryland, okay? Guy who was drafted ahead of Puka Nakua and only made 64% of his kicks this year. <laughs> drains it from 56 yards and ends all hopes of the Patriots picking second overall. Zappy holidays, everybody. <laughs> what a terrible Come on, s- stupid,
1: stupid game. <laughs> yes. All right, here Shining are the two Zappy dumbest people.
0: games of the year. You guys ready? Number two, week 14. I give you Vikings 3, Raiders 0. Scoreless for 58 minutes. Oh, the lowest oh, scoring gosh. game in the NFL in 17 years. And this is
1: when we were like saying, I, I yes. was, Josh, I was on the Josh yes. Dobbs train. This is the end oh, of the Josh Dobbs era. Oh man, the
0: Raiders, the Raiders had nine first downs. Ground control to the pastronaut Nick Mullins came in in relief, led the game winning field goal drive, oh. and that sets up our number one most dumbfoundingest game of the year. Yes. The very next week, four days later. Week 15, Raiders 63, oh, yeah, Chargers yeah. 21, <laughs> yeah. okay? the high <laughs> 42 points in the first half. The Chargers didn't cross midfield until the third quarter. Brandon Staley, obviously, that was the end of him. Raiders franchise scoring record. Uh, Aiden O'Connell said after the week before, didn't know if he was ever going to start again. Oh, he had four touchdowns Unreal. in the first half of this game
1: absolutely dumbfounding us dumbfounding us game of great the year. list great list there you go my only comment off the list is uh it was great one time i saw the counting grows in the penultimate nail it was great <laughs> what a great spot is you know it's like it's you go downstairs Great little small stage for the, 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 yeah. the penultimate nails a great course, spot. Of course. Yeah. Great uh great appetite. And other other there.
0: dumb games didn't make the list. Week three, Dolphins seventy, Broncos twenty. Uh, that right. was the same week as Cardinals okay. twenty eight, oh. Cowboys
1: sixteen. Those were dumbfounding.
0: Yeah, those were dumbfounding. Jets twenty, this is Eagles fourteen. That, that, this is shame
1: from week six. Now I would thought the, right. the Jets handing the Eagles their first loss of the season and was their only loss in the first eleven weeks. That was pretty dumbfounding. I was. But you already, you, you, you put the Jets on there once. That's good Yeah, enough. I didn't want to double up on two. Oh. All, right. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Phone calls. Get ready for Friday show. We'll tell you who our Friday guest list is. We've got a great in-studio guest for Friday. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets
0: Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: So the AP comeback player of the year does have DeMar Hamlin on it. And um he's been the betting favorite all year. Well, I know, so, uh, obviously you know, because of, yeah. you, want, you want to talk about what you've come back from. I mean, yeah, absolutely. it's tough to to uh it's it's tough to not comprehend what he's come back from. Right. When everyone else has come back from, you know, one would think a conventional injury or just uh, or, or, or in the case over. of Baker Mayfield or Joe Flacco, the the, the couch. Yeah. The That's why a lot of people think that they should right. just name the award the DeMar Hamlin Comeback Player of the Year Award. Oh. Name it after DeMar Hamlin because you will never, ever, ever, ever hopefully see again what he's come back from.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: I hadn't heard that.
2: That would be... Yeah.
1: Just name it after him, yeah. like honestly, and and um, and th- that way you not only just honor his comeback, um, and you also honor the hardworking members of the staff yes. that kept him alive on the turf in Cincinnati, and then in the hospital later. So you're 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 honoring medical professionals as well. Right. Forevermore. So enshrine it. Enshrine the moment. And and then because obviously if this award's gonna start being given to people who are just coming back from being benched or looking for a job. Um you know it kind it kind of it, it it's kind of weird to be honest with you. Yeah, DeMar, great stuff, but you just didn't play enough this year. Like, really? <sighs> Come on. So that's part of that. Game time tickets. Make sure that you get the Game Time Tickets app on a mobile device and start buying tickets near you. Everybody wants to have a good night out with the spouse or with your kids or with your family or with your friends. Go into a sports, music, comedy, theater event, you know, baseball, basketball, football, concerts, comedy, theater. They're all on the Game Time app. And not only is it all on the Game Time app, all across our great country, but you can also see the view from your seats. You can also see how much the tickets are going to cost all in before you buy them. So there's no surprises. And you can also get tickets last minute. Great killer deals. The guesswork's removed when you buy tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code. Our code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Restrictions apply. Visit GameTime.co for terms. Again, create an account and redeem code R-I-C-H for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Rich in Temecula, California has been hanging on for over two hours. Let's take your call. Rich, what's up?
2: Hey, Rich. Happy New Year. you to Rich. usually say that up to the Super Bowl. So,
1: Is that Just what it is? Happy New Year, guys. Is, is that what it is? Because it's the 25th, <laughs> happy right? New Year. Right on. Okay. All right. <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to say, you know, I, I think uh, – and congratulations on your Natty over there, Rich. Thank you, sir. Michigan. Rich. had a hell of a year. Thank you. I think uh, Bowers is a good pickup for the Chargers at tight end. I know they have some cap issues at receiver. But I think once he gets in there and gets that tight end, a playmaking tight end in the middle, gets that running
2: and going, I think uh, Chargers will have a pretty good season coming up. That's my call there. As far as the picks, I'm going to go with the Ravens 31-20. And then I'm going to go with
1: uh, Niners 27-24. But I'm going to call Niners an upset 27-20 in the Super Bowl. Okay. So there you have it, guys. Look at Rich year. and Temecula Love going that. deep. Okay. Thank you, Rich. Okay, Rich. Um, See you. It'll be tough to sit here and um, and think Harbaugh doesn't know what a problem Roma Dunze is firsthand. <laughs> right? They spent a week grind in his tape he's already done grinding his tape he knows what the eye in the sky says about that kid and if they sit there and go okay he's out there we can go get him and they've already decided what they're going to do they will have already decided with the new league year what they're going to do with the receiver position Um, maybe that's what they do but Brock Bowers we were talking about him two years ago as a guy who would just come in as a top five you know and now here he is (laughs) yep this draft is loaded loaded Loaded, and I just want everybody to take all those players so Michigan, uh, Michigan Jets get the best uh, offensive (laughs) lineman. It's got to be. Soundbite of the day, as far as I'm concerned, as I read it on my email during the commercial break. Kyle Shanahan asked about the crowd noise at home and what they're going to need from the crowd noise, and this reads like a great exchange. Hit it.
0: The 12th man. How important is the 12th man to be on Sunday? We don't call them the 12th man here. Um, but, but our crowd's very important. Our crowd, is our crowd. I think, is the best in football. They travel extremely well. They don't have to travel this week. I hear the Lions fans travel pretty well. Um, I mean, we love having a home field advantage. Our defense more than anything. Our players coming out of the tunnel. Um, we want to win it here. It's, it's a huge deal. It affects everybody, and I think always in sports. I mean, everyone likes playing at home, but in football, uh, when it's loud, that truly is an advantage. I mean, that truly messes up what one side of the ball can
1: do um, on the other team. And that's why it's very important that we're loud. We don't call it the 12th man (laughs) Man, here. (laughs) Love it. That's funny. I like it. And by the way, whenever one in a position like mine strolls into this lane, it's dicey. (laughs) When you talk about who's got the loudest fans or the rowdiest fans or the most passionate fans, everybody's passionate. I mean, you saw that guy, Uh, on Buffalo crying. And, and I think it's, you know, I've, I've heard a lot about his story and his history with his family, with the tickets, with the bills and what it means. And, and, and I, uh, it's, they're so passionate bills, mafia and Steeler fans, right. That one time that you back in our podcast days took Heinz Ward to the Oscar red carpet. Nobody knew he was going to be our correspondent. Nobody knew we were going to have a correspondent for our podcast at the Oscars red carpet. And, People were waving terrible towels, having no idea that Heinz Ward was going to be there. Correct. Packers fans, so on and so forth. I just see, clearly, when we talk about stuff on the air, what is most engaged with, what fans engage with the most, like, watch, share. We see this stuff. We don't talk about it just because we see it. If there's a story involving them, we'll talk about it. But over the last few weeks and the last several months and even the last couple years, nobody shares more stuff and engages more than 49er fans, hands down. Uh, Honestly, when we were at the NFC Championship game watching the Rams and the 49ers, um, one of the things I was particularly noticing walking out of the stadium where all the Niner fans getting leaving it was more than 50 unbelievable the Rams won that game it was kind of like a road game mm-hmm. for them Niner fans are everywhere everywhere yeah, yeah, underrated right. everywhere mm-hmm. and number two in terms of p- fired up fan bases you Lions fans are hungry oh, yeah we're seeing that too we're seeing that, too. So these two teams going at it, whoever makes a Super Bowl, look Ooh. out. Las Vegas, Nevada, you are going to run into somebody every two seconds, probably drinking one of those yards <laughs> on the street, you know? Yep. Walking down the strip with uh, those yards. Three-foot pina are oh, yeah. wearing a Billy Sims jersey or a, a Tom Rathman jersey or something. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. Woo. Whoever makes it, that's a passionate fan base. And I look, G's fans and Ravens fans, I know you're loud and you're crazy. Home of the Chiefs. And I know Stone mm-hmm. Street is going to get pissed. I don't even mention them until the very end. But I'm telling you, Coach is right. Just don't call him the 12th man, apparently.